Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks! It's Blue Samurai here, and I'm with... Rebeculous. And... And I'm, I'm still Paul. And it's episode 47! Yeah! Is it? Right. It Keep is! Cool. It is. I was wrong oh last time. Yes. Um, but, you know, luckily you corrected me. Your, Thank your you very much. Your 50th anniversary is coming, coming up. Yeah. Do, yes. We should I say do something yours, special. Because I haven't been in on it. Well, but you're part of it. Well, do, should man. we do something special? Yeah, we'll, we'll get a card for American Association of Retired Podcasters, AARP. But, well, what about something else in the podcast, like some content of some Maybe. kind? Maybe. We used to think of a special party thing. Maybe. It's our, our golden hmm. jubilee. If anyone has any suggestions, yes, yeah, feel free to That's right. email. Uh, Geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. Or Facebook us at Geeks of Cascadia. Or on Twitter, we are at Geeks of Cascadia. That was nice. I, I, I like, like it's how this, all Geeks yeah. of Cascadia. This is, this is, we're, yeah, we're jamming. This exactly. is good. This, this is, is going, great. Well, yeah. This is going great so far. Yeah. The banter, you mean? Yes, the banter is oh, good. Yeah. We got good <laughs> We've got a lot okay. of witty banter. No. So, dead. what do we have on the show today, Paul? Today, we are talking to the Adams from Game to Grow. Games oh, to Grow. That's right. Oh, the Adams. They are fa- fantastic. They do great work. Mm-hmm. Not the Adams family. No, not no, the Adams family. Just the Adams guys yeah. yes. who run Games to Grow. And they've got a, um, a project on Kickstarter called Critical Core. Which is really cool and really nice. They're going to talk about it a little bit. We should talk about it a little bit. Uh, maybe when we lead into it, after yeah. we do the news and stuff. That sounds. But good yeah, idea. they do. They do great work helping kids. I like um, those guys. I might get teary. Ooh. I might like. Yeah, gosh, I was, well, I was teary. watching There's the interview so that we did with them earlier to prep. Yeah, and I got teary. Really? Every wow. once in a while. Yeah. We get to do a little bit of something that mm-hmm. helps people who are doing something great, and, and I just this is feel it. awesome about right. it. Right, yeah. once in a while. It's yeah. it's kind of cool to see that nexus of like tabletop gaming and reaching out to kids, you know, helping and, people. and helping people. Yes. Who would have thought that would have happened? Right. You would have been a better person, Paul, if you would have oh you know, God, been more too. RPGs Jeez. when you were younger. I would have, yeah. been, I would have been playing this a long time ago, and I, I would have known to have Hunter's right. Mark as one of my you like, have, spells. Yeah, let's talk about that Let's talk, let's talk, about, let's about, let's talk about that. So, folks, if you... Anyway, is it time for my if new, you, new game If you play a ranger... If you play a ranger... It's you have many, automatic. many spells available to you. Yeah, but it's that automatic. You can choose from, and yeah, you never know <laughs> if you're going to need a fog it says, cloud. It says in the player's manual, a quick build, choose Hunter's Mark. Yes, I spent That's my childhood shy and not playing games with groups of kids because I didn't have games to grow yeah. in my neighborhood. You know, yeah. you're Thank the you. only player that I know that will play to Ranger and never used and just didn't pick Hunter's Mark. Bam! Dare to be different. Mm. <laughs> That fog cloud. I'm, I'm going to use the fog, fog cloud yeah, just on you. Yeah, when you you're in your room, cloud. I'm going to go you in have never the bedroom used it. of the house that we all live in, and I'm going to fog cloud your bedroom. Oh, that's <laughs> that's like a double a entendre. And you, you can put a bunch of like, caltrips outside his door. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Do we get inspiration? Let's do that tonight. All right. Okay. This is me. I That's pound the table. I'm clearly the That's one that pounds plan. the yes, table. Yes, you are the one that pounds the table. You. You're right. Please don't do that. If you're listening to this, all the superfluous, <laughs> it's, I'm going to so keep my hands. So I understand. Mark. Oh, yeah, he does. I think the talk about Hunter's Mark's <laughs> discussion can be done, and we should move okay. on. Fine, fine, because it is D&D night, and we're going to eat some poke well, yes. and do some D&D. Next time you build a character, though, just listen to the Dungeon cast, because mm-hmm. they're smarter than us, and they talk about building characters, and it's, it's really helpful. It's a great – I listen to them it's all the time. It's a great podcast, yes. yes. I'll do that Okay. Next well, time. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I want to thank you because I hear you're going to NorwestCon. I so yes. am. I so am. So thank you very much. I'm very excited. we need to build more content. I'm going to interview some people. Don't, I don't scare know them. Who. Maybe you can talk mm-hmm. to that librarian lady. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I, I, would, I would feel so nervous talking to Nancy okay. Pearl. She's probably just so much more erudite than I am. Oh, wow, that's good. That I know. I know. That's right? cool. She'll be like, pedestrian. <laughs> also, again, with the fancy words. Yes. No, so, it's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I'm excited. Well, speaking of cons, Paul, what type of con news do we got? Well, oh, we got some really fun uh, small stuff Ooh, coming up. Oh, say that one. Okay. Say that one. Um, that looks. I'm going to guess it's a um, chibi chibi. Chibi chibi. That that would be right. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Why'd you um, Why'd you ask me, Paul? Well, I, don't know. I don't know. It's an anime con. <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh, at, at Evergreen State College in Olympia. <laughs> Not racist at all. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> so um, there may be the people may be rocking the gond there. Oh. Uh, okay. That's on April sixth. Evergreen. Um, mm-hmm. At Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. They're going to do some anime stuff. The hippie college. Uh, and what, it's what, CRC and Purse Hall and Recital Hall. Wait, when is that again? That is April 6th. Oh. Chibi Chibi Con is That's, a student-produced wow. anime convention held at Evergreen I State College. Belong. Are you going to go? I you might go. be around. You should go. I think, I, got, I think that's my drill weekend, though. Oh, I know, but no. you should go. Yeah. Drill weekend? What do you mean? What do you do? Drill. He, he's also a machinist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. yeah like, yeah. Like going he, to Home Depot he helps make and chippers stuff. Chippers and stuff. Well, he yeah. runs this great big thing. Well, right? now in my time in my military career, I do mostly PowerPoint slides. <laughs> seems like. <laughs> he protects the nation with PowerPoint that's slides. That's right. I plan. <laughs> Someone's got to. Someone's got a plan. That's right. Yes. And also, I know we talked about this list last week, but we, we podcast so much now that I'm, uh, there's lots of cons. No, not, there's not enough cons to fill the time. But um, in case you didn't listen last time. Doesn't mean there's cons to us podcasting. That's no, not what no, we mean. No, there's no cons to us no, podcasting. There's only pros. That's all 100% plus. Um, but there's WenCon, which is in Wenatchee. It's WenatcheeCon. It's a, it's a popular culture con. It's in the town Toyota Center. When? It's April 13th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Oh, when? Oh, yes. Yeah. With, an, with an H in there. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Also coming up, another great con, um, WhitbyCon. That is in Oak Harbor, Washington. That is February 13th as well, in case you're on this side of the mountains. Mm-hmm. That's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that one is free. That's supremely creative with the name of that con. It's, yes, WhitbyCon. I mumbled that on purpose because I don't want to offend anyone. Don't offend anyone. Also, we have the aforementioned NorwestCon 42. Woohoo! Don't forget your towel. Um, that's April 18th through April 21st mm-hmm. in SeaTac. That one's not free. And you can meet... Ridiculous. I'll be in the dark corner right. in the lobby. Like, yes. You know, yeah. And just finally, real quick, I want to bring up a Dragonflight. It's going to be on us before you know it. It's in That's August. True. It's That's August true. 16th through 18th. And you should totally get a room there because it's so much nicer to stay the whole weekend. Um, Thinking to just waste it and play games and just crash in your room. Yes. I guess. I agree yeah. with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. They've got a nice, a great bar at the. Um, 
I'm telling you, I would stay longer at some of these at things the Bellevue Hilton. if I had a room. Well, you should get a room. But, well, you should get well, a room. Dragonflight is it's, it's $1.45 a night. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got to reserve Conrad. I got to reserve that room. As do I, which That's is why I looked it up. That's all I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Do you guys get like the, the, the penthouse, the suites now when you go because you've been there so much? Well, not for Dragonflight. Oh. I do because it actually works out cost-wise. I didn't see a special rate um, for the executive floor. Have you been getting the... like the big rooms and not telling Polly? Well, what I try to do is I get them before he does, and then I lord it over him. Yes, he nice. does. Yes, mm-hmm. nice. he likes to throw food down to me, Hunger Games style. That's right. From the ninth floor. <laughs> here's cool. here's a waffle, Paul. I hope you don't want a syrup. <laughs> And I watch Paul go downstairs to go eat, and I go, oh, look at that peasant. <laughs> yes, paying for his food. I'm eating up here in the executive suite. So, <laughs> District 12. Mm. All right. So that's yes. all I have for Those are good. Those right. are good. What about OrcaCon? OrcaCon is coming up. up. Okay, all right. In January 2020. It's going to be also at the Bellevue Hilton. There's rooms you should book. That's not coming There's up. There's some badges you should Purchase. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is coming up. Go to orcacon.org and do those things. That would be great. Right. Now, what about tabletop game news or Kickstarter news? Let's just throw them in, in well, the same well, category. Well, well, start telling us about um, Tifa's. Oh, yes. yes. I'm going to do some games. Ga- yes. Tifa Robles and. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm horrible with her book, but I remembered Azulicent. What is it? The, the Explorers, Explorers of Azulicent. Why is Azulicent the word I remembered? Um, she she made it. She, she's surpassed her kickstarting wow. goal, and she's just, I don't know, when are the books coming out? Did, out? She, did she go over her? Yeah. She right? did, um, yeah. Um, her goal was $11,590, mm-hmm. and she did um, in the. The Witching Hour yesterday, mm-hmm. um, twelve thousand four hundred eighty-three. So, what do you do with the surplus from your goal when oh, you do that? Oh, it's hookers and blow. Nice, awesome. I contributed <laughs> the five hundred dollar amount where she's going to take me out to uh, some kind of meal. We're Is it? Did to, you put in five hundred dollars? Go to IHOP. That's good. Yeah. Do I? Do you what think I Taco can put Bell? in five hundred? Taco Bell. Taco Bell or IHOP, but I was going for the sweet, so the savory. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Pancakes. <laughs> All right. I think we each got something. So that's kind of cool. We? Since we, uh, I got something. I got yeah, the I, online book. Yeah, I got. And... No, I got the. I got the paper cup because I want to give it as a gift. Yeah, I did the, oh. the captain's uh-huh. treasure because I wanted the hardback that was signed. Oh, oh, oh. that's cool. Oh. Yeah. All right, cheap. Okay. Well, it's mm-hmm. fine. You can do what you want to do. Yeah. You supported. Right. That's what's important. That's right. I mean, so you did it at a lower level because mm-hmm. you don't care as much as we do, but yeah. it's oh, okay. Oh, the captain's treasure comes with hunter's mark. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't want to sit here And a longbow. Okay. And <laughs> longbow. So what do we got? What other Kickstarter news do we got? Uh, oh, by the way, thank you. Good job, Tiva. Right. I know. Go, that was cool. Mm-hmm. And everybody else in the community. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, just, just a couple real quickies here. Of mm-hmm. course, the one I zeroed in on is Beer Bash. Oh, yes. What is, oh, what yes. is Beer Bash? Uh, right. Beer Bash okay. is, you know, there's many types of drinking games, of course, and gamers love their hooch, it says right there. Uh, this is more along the lines of Jenga or Don't Break the Ice. I don't know. Okay. What yes, I love Don't Break the uh, Ice. Yeah. So that's, it's, uh, I don't know how drunk you can get and still be okay with little balancey things. But skill, strategy, and luck. Poke a hex block without dropping the bottle to win Beer Bash. Don't Break the Ice plus drinking. Just, right sounds like fun. How, right how much is alley. that? Okay. How much is it? The, Does it say? It should. 
Is that, is that on Kickstarter or what are you looking at? I'm just looking at, uh, well, it is. I'm actually looking at Tabletop News, but it is on Kickstarter. Pussy Can you get there from here? Uh, well, this doesn't say. Well, you can. Oh, it doesn't say. Well, anyway. That's see, okay. Check it, it out on Kickstarter. Can't be too. Oh, there's a spinner, too. A little spinner. I like spinners. Yeah. That's neat. They made it really simple. So when you, I mean, really wasted people can't have too complex a game there. So that's true. I like that. That's right. Uh, Die Hard, apparently, is a game now. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. On my fast, fast computer. Uh, Star Trek, Potemkin, Empire, Die Hard. Wow, great cover. Yeah, sneak cover. Uh, it's pretty much the kind of uh, John McClane versus others who are trying to kill him. So somebody's the, it's that asymmetrical kind of thing. So That's someone's fun. John McClane and he's trying to get out or kill all these people. It's just kind of what you think it's it is. But it's all diehard themed. And I guess you're just like stud if you're John McClane. So. And then the only other one I saw is just real quick. I didn't really get to look at it, but caught my eye. It's called Myth. Myth, myth match, and I'm not lisping. Myth mash. And uh, myth mash. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, it's this is if you happen to be in London, in Somerset, London, uh, Somerset House, in the next couple weeks, you can play this game because that's, oh, that's where great. it's coming out from. And it's um, pretty much, what did it say? Something like it's a cardboard storytelling creativity game. Fun. Yes, it looked kind of cool. Um, Improvisation, randomized prompts, uh, you know, free ideas, kind of, kind of D and D like with your creativity, and uh, it just looks kind of cool. Myth, myth mash. That's it. That's all I got. Not not too much. Well, I just want to add those of you that like Star Wars Armada. There's a campaign expansion out called Armada: Rebellion in the Rim campaign expansion. Rebellion in the Rim. Rebellion in the Rim. That is right, and it comes with a whale. A space whale. Oh. Space whale. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Ooh, neat. Yeah. So if you're into that, uh, check it out. Um, and we get all of our news from uh, mostly from the internet. <laughs> yes. But you know what? We filter all that so that you can hear all that. That's right. You don't have to look at the internet at all. That's We're right. We're looking at it for you. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're maybe you're running. You're jogging. You're on the car. You're in the car. Oh, I look at the internet while you I'm know? running. Right. While I'm in the car. Well, if you're watching this yeah. on YouTube, I hope I you're always not. Look at I hope the... you're not running or in the car. Right. That's the best time to look at your. <laughs> if you're listening internet to us, when that's you're great. In mm-hmm. the car. Okay. So uh, I think Bad that's about, Is that it? I think for uh, news and Kickstarter stuff. Uh, or do we need? I think so. Uh, one, one more Kickstarter thing is yes. involves our interview. Um, okay. Oh, you're not going to talk about the Yom Kippur game? No. We're not doing that. No. They won't let me talk about it. I want to talk about it. I'm looking at it right now. Stop pounding the table. Stop pounding the table. Okay. It's Stop you. yelling at the Yom Kippur yes. game. It looks like fun. It's about Could a battle be. and. Um, them, Israel. Yeah. On Jewish people rock. Just want to put that in there. <laughs> uh, we're right, about the game to grow. So mm-hmm. we're talking to the Adams. Um, their Kickstarter is Critical Core. Um, go ahead and search that. There's going to be a link in mm-hmm. the show notes. Uh, if I remember to do that, I'm sure Steve will because he always does remember. I do. Um, <laughs> and I never remember to do that on the YouTubes. Um, but as a tabletop game that helps kids on the autism spectrum build confidence on social skills one dragon at a time. There's a bunch of ways you can pledge. You can get a digital version. You can get an actual version in a box. You can, mm-hmm. this is what I did, you get a starter set for a good cause where they take the starter set and they give it to somebody who needs it. 
And I just think that's fantastic. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. And then they say, the like, everything awesome. is contained in the kit, everything, yes, you, everything need, you need, even if you've there's, never played before. Uh, you can just... Because they're over their goal. Their goal. Because mm-hmm. their goal is awesome. It was $48,000, and they're at $132,000. Oh, yeah. they should there's take a cruise. stretch goals coming out. There's more content for the game. Wow. It is absolutely fantastic. And there's like 25. 23 right. days to go. And these guys the, aren't amateurs. Like, they're experts. They got no, like, yeah. these they guys graduate have level degrees. Oh, I know. They have degrees in, like, psychology yeah. and this and that. Yeah. 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 However, we'll if you give us 20 bucks, we'll come to your home and we'll play some D&D with we you. We will. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I don't even need the 20 bucks. We have, like, a six-pack. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Okay. Six-pack or 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> about the same isn't it yeah it is about the same yeah. i guess yeah so mm-hmm. with that should we throw to the interview with the adam i think we Jamie should Rowe? yeah cool. let's do that all right they're both named adam that's why you're saying that yes. people yeah. are going to be confused that the adams family they'll figure something. it out when they see it because everyone right. calls them that okay so let's do that right about now. now this segment of the podcast is sponsored by dragonflight a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the pacific northwest Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. Blue Samurai here, and we have two special guests with us, and conveniently, their names are Adam. So we got (laughs) two Adams here, and they're with the organization Game to Grow. Adam, Adam, thank you for being on our show. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're really excited to be here. Steve sandwich. It is. <laughs> with, it Adam, is. with Adam Brick. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know which Adam wants to get into it, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys do. So uh, Game to Grow was it's really just a, a year-old organization, a nonprofit organization. But Adam and I have been uh, doing the kind of work we've been doing for about eight years. And that is we use Dungeons and & Dragons with modified rules um, to help teenagers, adolescents, and emerging adults become more confident, creative, and socially capable. They're therapeutic social skills groups. So we see a lot of kids who have diagnosis of uh, Asperger's, autism, ADHD, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, something that's getting in the way of them fitting in and, and making friends at school uh-huh. and then helping them play the game of Dungeons and Dragons in a way that helps them connect with their peers, make friends sometimes for the very first time. So we that's see about... Awesome. Super sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh, so in the greater <laughs> Seattle area, we see about um, 40 kids and teens each week, ranging in age all the way from 8 to uh, early 20s, mm-hmm. um, and uh, get a chance to watch them grow and, and really um, improve their social skills, but also their friendships, and uh, find a really intrinsic benefit to socializing uh, through the intentional facilitation of the game of Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of the players in our groups have been in some sort of service to help them build their social skills no. for their entire lives, mm-hmm. and a lot of young players, a lot of young people, when they're identified for needing services, are in a play therapy group which is okay. mm-hmm. perfect because yeah. it, it helps you understand sort of the unstructured narrative space uh, of play. But then once they get to a certain age, a middle school age, oftentimes then they're put into a direct instruction program okay. where they say, here's what eye contact looks like. Eye contact is appropriate. Uh-huh. But then they don't teach you that most people don't follow those rules. Yeah. That eye contact for too long is kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. And so... As um, demonstrated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and so what we what we do is, is largely bridge that space. Okay. So a lot of our players who've been in that sort of play therapy model in an early age, they get to middle school and then they go into these direct instruction programs that are really don't serve them because they haven't 
felt why you should wow. learn yeah. social skills. Where were yeah. you guys when I was growing up? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the reason why yeah. we got started in this too, is we could have benefited a lot. So tell me about too. your guys' background. What got you interested in all this? Um, so I, I, we're both gamers from from way back. I mean, I played mm-hmm. it, started playing Dungeons and Dragons when I was uh, ten. Uh, just down the street with my friends. Um, but I never really considered the, the power that games had in my life and the, the power that it um, impacted on my life um, right. in a positive way. Um, and uh, Adam and I met in grad school um, where uh, I was pursuing a degree in uh, couple and family therapy and Adam was pursuing his master's in uh, education with an emphasis in drama therapy. Um, and at the time, Adam was actually mm-hmm. running groups for social skill development with a, another wow, organization. Okay. Um, and he had lost his co-facilitator, um, and it was a Dungeons and Dragons group, but it was much more sort of drop-in. It wasn't intentionally facilitated that we do now. Um, it was it was very similar to a games group you might see at the uh, at the right. back of a game store. And so it had benefits. Um, but when uh, Adam brought me on board, we started to see a lot of the possibility that we could do with the game by thinking about it in this really intentional way, and by uh, coming in as a, as the game master and designing the in-game scenarios to specifically target real-world is a social growth. Okay. Um, so from there, we, we just sort of realized just how powerful this was and got a chance to see the amazing impact it was having in, in some of these players' lives. Um, and then things took off from there. And now we've been doing it for almost nine years. Is it is obvious wow. like, like someone comes in, they're pretty quiet, and then after a few months or weeks or a period of time, they're just kind of coming out of their shell? Is that is that the progress that you see? Or? Um, often, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's not just um, uh, quiet, right? In, in some cases, that's uh, um, uh, a shyness. Some, in some cases, that's um, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also uh, players who come in who are uh, really enthusiastic and, and really energetic uh-huh. um, and really struggle with impulse control. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And those same players also learn the opportunity to give some space mm-hmm. to somebody else okay. or, or encourage the quiet player to uh, be a part of the team mm-hmm. because it's a team-based game because it's a, an opportunity for them to uh, be social and build build connections and support each other in the s- different strengths that they have so it sounds like just based upon your background you're kind of you have the education for it the advanced degree and you're doing something that you love to do how the heck did you get yeah, that in life <laughs> I wish I could get that I could uh, somehow combine my nerd fun with my the job that I have now, that'd be kind of cool. It all started, there was a shooting star when I was about eight years old. I wished upon it. And you, and you rolled a 20. Yeah. So, um, so people on this show, uh, I've, I talk about my kids sometimes. So I, I, have, I have three boys, and, and my middle child is a, a child with special needs, and, and I've actually had him in a D&D ga- uh, campaign, and... Uh, I think you're right. I mean, I've seen it. I'm not, I don't have the advanced degree that you do. I, I don't understand how, how those things work. You guys do. But you could, I think it's, it, you do have to adjust a little bit uh, beyond the D&D rules. And so how do you guys do that? Do you, um, I'm sure you don't have all 40 kids. You, you break them down. Are they similar, the group similar uh, in, in type of what they have, uh, what the condition is? And how do you, how do you adjust these rules? Our, and our, how do you track these things? Our 40 kids are across five different groups. Okay. So one of the things that makes it really effective is that we have four players per game master. So we have five different groups and 40, uh, 40 kids overall. So okay. it, it, it averages to about four kids per table per game master. So mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of the benefit comes from the one-on-one attention you can get yeah. um, in that setting. If, okay. we, if we had eight kids at a table, it would be a very different sort of mm-hmm. protocol. So the, one of the things that we do is we help the kids build their social skills through their character. 
So right. Adam mentioned a, a shy person or a very overly um, impulsive person. Both of those right. things, we might change how an outcome is based on whether or not that's a, a good pro-social thing or a thing mm -hmm. that's maybe not helping them make friends. Okay. So uh, someone who comes in really shy and they want to uh, make, a, make a risk, take, take, take some mm -hmm. sort of risk in the game, we might incentivize that or reward that in some way by making it exciting, uh -huh. even yeah. if they mess up. Yeah. Even if they mess up, something mm -hmm. interesting happens. Okay. And that comes from ignoring a lot of the rules. To be perfectly honest, right. ignoring yeah. a lot of the rules uh, to make it interesting and exciting instead of instead of um, reinforcing the fact that they shouldn't have taken that risk. Okay. We want taking risks to be exciting for that player. But the person who comes in with an uh, overly impulsive habit of wanting mm. to jump in and do it first without thinking about it, uh, then we might want to disincentivize that either by showing what consequences look like for mm -hmm. uh, not thinking through something ahead of time or yeah. by making it not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shining a spotlight on the other kids. Right. Back oh, yeah. of the game for this instead. I mean, probably couldn't achieve this type of thing with like sorry or, <laughs> yeah. or right. I mean, Monopoly, I don't know. Actually, the 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 goal of Game to Grow is really the idea that games of all kinds have a power to like make improvements in our lives. Although obviously, the kind of improvement that you're going to get is going to depend a lot on yeah. the game. And role playing games definitely have uh, so much openness to them, and because it's a story based game and because it's collaborative, there's so many things that you can do, especially around social skill building. And there are things. I don't know about sorry, but there are things that, that you can learn from a lot of other games, uh, but it's really gonna depend on what kind of game it is and, and how you can use that in that in that right. intentional or reflexive way to-, to The things I learned from other games. Are right, exactly. You lose or you'll win. Um, yeah. Adam likes to say that um, the real purpose of Monopoly is to teach you how to cheat effectively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and deal yeah. with cheaters. Yeah, and deal with cheaters. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. What do you do when you catch somebody cheating? What do you do when you're caught cheating? Yeah. How do you decide to keep playing or stop? I was always the banker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for good reason. The main cheater. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's hard enough for me when I DM to put together my own homebrew type campaign. And I'm doing it out of fun and to harass and kill my, um, the pl I mean, well, we <laughs> create a fun <laughs> environment Steve, for all people. We do, try, we do try to make it hard for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have noticed. Um, but, I mean, it's hard enough to do that. You guys have to, I, I'm assuming you're going to have to write these campaigns in a certain way to create a, a certain type of outcome for these for these patients or the um, clients or I uh, that, that you have. Yeah, do you so how do like you total total kill offs? I mean, I mean probably not, right? Not, not often. <laughs> uh, not unless the the whole group is on board. This is going to be an right. epic ending to a campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how do you design these campaigns? We do a lot of homebrew and because we're really trying to target the real world areas of social growth for each individual player, mm -hmm. we do a lot of on the fly, improvised, very intuitive work with the kids. Okay. Um, we have campaigns, we do plan them out to a certain extent in advance, mm -hmm. but we do it sort of on a week by week basis. So we okay. are, are planning for that particular session. Our sessions are 90 minutes long, mm -hmm. so they're short enough that we can plan for that effectively okay. week right. by week. And then the story will evolve and grow based on the needs of the players. But we do a whole lot of homebrew with to, to set up the, the campaign that, that is the most uh, interesting and uh, the one that has the most hooks for them. So we've uh, done panels at actually at cons about how we homebrew. Um, so it's on our blog at gametogrow.org slash blog. You can watch videos of us collaboratively homebrewing with an okay. audience the same way that we do oh, okay. at our uh, in our groups. So it's not, oh, it's not, oh, so go this, ahead. This is kind of cheesy, but what's, what's the like s sweetest, maybe kind of most meaningful comment perhaps a parent has given you feedback that make you realize you're doing an awesome thing and 
Um, well, one of the ones, yeah, one of the ones that really stuck with me. Um, this is actually in the, in the uh, pretty early days of, of our organization. Uh, but one of the parents came up to us afterwards and said um, that uh, their uh, child uh, doesn't leave the house for anything. Doesn't leave the house happy to go to anything. They don't leave the house happy to go to school, to any errands, to any other activities. Um, but every week, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, every week they enjoy coming to our group. Wow, um, nice. They leave with a smile, That's they're happy cool. to go, That's they're excited cool. about it. Wow. Um, and for socially isolated kids who don't have friends or who mm -hmm. don't have positive social connections, um, the, the fact that they're excited to come to this uh, collaborative and cooperative, uh, socially engaging experience with no computer mm -hmm. screens, I mean, that's, that's out of the world amazing for, yeah. for strides for that they're making going cool. forward. Wow, good and for you guys. We have some, some of our players are, are there because of, of specific diagnoses, like I said earlier, and some are just mm -hmm. under-socialized. We don't oh. think of them as being deficient in some way, but just mm -hmm. their social skills are lagging. They haven't um, developed along that pathway. And so we've had some players who have more doctor's visits per year than there are our days in the year. They just have medical issues that come up to keep them from being wow. able to participate in school. And mm -hmm. school is where a lot of the times people learn how yeah. to interact. So those players in the group, I've seen parents like tears in their eyes because their kid now gets to interact with other peers. Right. That they get to, to look forward to being a kid and playing and smiling and making up stories together the way that they didn't get the chance to do that on the playground. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So let's just walk me through it. Let's say yeah. I have um, I have a kid and, and I I want them to go in your program. Uh, how, what, what's the first step? How do we do? How do we do this? How do I connect my child with your organization? Um, so we actually have a, a uh, um, online registration form. Mm -hmm. So we run groups in three different locations across the greater Seattle area: okay. uh, Kirkland, uh, Greenwood, and West Seattle. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, our online registration form lets you kind of sign sign up, and and it also will ask you um, a questionnaire of, of like basic things, goals that you may have, uh, challenges that may get in the way of those goals for for your kid or your child or or for that player, um, and uh, get you introduced into that. And then from there, we want to purposefully craft all of our groups. We do a lot of intake, really making sure that um, the group of players that we're going to have sitting down at a table together are going to be a good group that's that's going to get along, both by age. We don't want to put um, necessarily like a 20-year-old with an 8-year-old, mm -hmm. um, but also by challenge level. Um, we use a mixed model for a lot of challenges. We'll often have uh, players struggling with anxiety, ADHD, and mm -hmm. uh, autism-related challenges all in one group, but at a similar age range and in a way where they can support each other by the challenges that they have. Okay. Um, so we would look at that, that intake and even maybe do a phone call with you to set up. Um, let's connect and really make mm -hmm. sure that we are uh, know the challenges of, of your child as you come into the group so we know when we're crafting the game mm -hmm. how we can best address those issues. Do you guys coordinate with the uh the therapist too as well the child's therapist um, at all or is there any discussion up there if, no. they, if they have a therapist and they're willing to to sign the paperwork we are very happy to talk to those therapists and, and online because a lot of the times we need to come up with shared language right so if, yeah. if they're if they have a, a phrase to describe a behavioral mm -hmm. pattern 
then we can utilize that uh, that okay. that language, and then we can align on how to address that, but then mm-hmm. also how to support specifically what they're talking about mm-hmm. and working on in therapy. We're also really excited whenever we um, find out that their therapist is versed in games and, and mm-hmm. geek activities and things like that, and then we can give the same uh, really valuable feedback that we see in the group back to the therapist okay. or, or even back to a teacher and wow. say, like, we saw this kind of thing happen in group, um, and if they are already an RPG player, they can mm-hmm. go, oh, I see. That's interesting because I see this in, in, really in games. Cool. So they often will make many of those connections themselves um, just by having mm-hmm. that sa- sh- same kind of shared background. Or maybe you try to get that therapist to be one of your volunteers too, right? Yeah. Uh, or do you, you guys need volunteers for that, or who, who do you? So the the facilitators mm-hmm. for the groups that we run are all um, paid employees. It's mostly okay. Adam and I, and we actually right. just hired two new two new facilitators. Uh, but mm-hmm. we are actually um, just now working with um, Ethan Schoonover uh, to develop a community outreach program, okay. just to get um, more games into schools and into libraries mm-hmm. and community centers um, for the benefits of games. So. Those don't necessarily need to be run by um, a a highly trained master's level uh, clinician facilitator. Um, They can just be great dungeon masters who are passionate, um, where we've done background checks and where we can make sure that they are uh, screened and capable and done some training for them to get them prepared and working with younger audiences or working with um, uh, audiences that maybe aren't necessarily neurotypical um, so that we can get as many games into as many places as we can. We believe in the power games. We believe that it can help people grow and improve, um, and if we can help more people game better, um, then uh, we can help them game to grow. Okay. You guys are nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank- Business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. I wish you all the luck in the world. And uh, if you uh, feel that you yourself or your child needs to needs to do this, uh, contact gametogrow.org. Fill out the the online form, and and uh, they'll. The two Adams, one of them will get all of you. You also accept donations, correct? We, we do, do accept donations. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so, sure we, get that in uh, we, because we do pay our, our staff, we do charge a fee and we have overhead mm-hmm. and things like that yeah. that we have to pay for. So, we do charge our, our, our participants, but we don't turn mm-hmm. anybody away for lack of their ability to pay for it. Okay. So we accept donations that go into a scholarship fund that really let us continue to expand and fill our groups with everybody who we can fit who needs the services. So we do accept donations at, at our website, gametogrow.org slash support. Um, you can make a donation through our website, or if you're here at OrcaCon, um, we, are, we have, uh, or at any other con, we have a dip jar to make donations okay. in person yeah. as well. But if uh, you're listening to this or watching this and you're not in the greater Seattle area, you can also, we have a project coming out um, in the next couple of months to try to get more intentional gaming and more communities and it's called Critical Core Okay. and Critical Core is uh, sort of a take home kit or a beginner's box for the kind of intentional work we do with role playing right. games where we're trying to get games into more libraries and schools and, and family rooms and mm-hmm. so on and so forth so we want everybody playing games better. Now, cool. how, do, how, how about just straight up trying to contact you or have any questions? Uh, our website has a contact page, oh, gametogrow.org slash contact, and that you can uh, answer the questions there and fill in the questions about whether you're interested in attending groups or, or mm-hmm. asking questions about training. We do uh, consultations and training. We've done uh, trainings around the country um, mm-hmm. for therapists and doctors around uh, the, the kind of work that we do. We were the keynote speakers at the Washington Association of Marriage and Family Therapy. Oh, wow. wow. So we yeah, had an opportunity to talk to an auditorium full of therapists awesome. about mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. Awesome. All right. Yeah. 
Um, and we love to connect with anybody who's just interested in what we're doing, who's a passionate mm -hmm. game master, who's a parent, who's a teacher, um, uh, who is uh, somebody working with um, someone who has social skill challenges. Uh, we love to connect with everybody. And even if you're not in the greater Seattle area, there are other groups uh, that are cropping, popping up in other places around the country. And uh, it's our goal to connect people with, with mm -hmm. the resources that exist out there. So as we hear about resources, mm -hmm. we want to help connect you with those resources too. All right. This is, a, this is a feel-good interview. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Adam. Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. All right. Catch you later. Yeah. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. I love them. I love them so much. The Adams game to grow. Yes, mm -hmm. <sighs> they they do good work. Heart and just because they want to. Yeah, it's uh, I, well, I, and it's just awesomely creative. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't know anything about kids, much mm -hmm. less kids with special needs. But oh my gosh, it just it's just kind of like that's the thing that they thought of. Like this, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just yeah. what am I trying to say? Here's help the, here's me. Help this, me out. Here's this need that gets that has to be filled. And then here's this and, and awesome then, game that's just. And, been being played forever and has well, so many yeah, aspects to it. And, to help fill that need. Yes. You know, and I have my middle child. You, I think you met him. I don't know if you uh -huh. have or not, but Truman. Yes, he's a child with special needs, and uh, we play. You know, we played some D and D. It was pretty cool. You know, then and his brothers and all that. And you we killed go as his a group. character off. I did not you? kill his character. It's uh -huh. good. No, but you know, he he played a fighter because it was kind of easy to do. Yeah. You know, and just bash things. So it was pretty. Well, it's kind of cool, cool how uh, I I feel like maybe some kids with special needs have mm -hmm. a hard time sharing. Because we have a couple mm -hmm. kids we, who work with special needs. Right, um, oh, right. I'm sorry. You, you have but a hard time sharing, by the I way. I do have a hard time sharing, <laughs> and that's also why I like D&D. But, um, yeah, it's just it just it just deals with so many different facets of issues they may be right. having. Well, it forces you to be brilliant. social. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In a good way. In a non-scary way. It's yeah. not like you're on stage, right. you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's true. It's also creative problem solving. Mm -hmm. And just coming out of your shell a little bit. And then it's like fun because it's monsters and whatnot and right. stuff. Yeah. And then when you do something stupid, we all laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's happens in our game, That's actually. Right. Especially if you combine um, short sword and long Longsword sword or don't That's right. <laughs> or don't choose Hunter's Mark. Now all those things. I'm sorry. I'm never Mommy loves to tease Rebecca. I'm proud yes. of the schlongbow. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> you know what's really cool is I got Paul to move uh, that skull. Um, yeah. I wanted, See, I wanted to get back to you ever since uh, Ever since Storm I convinced King's you Thunder. to shoot yes. the elk. That's right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. please move the skull. Please move the skull. If you want to hear about that, listen to our Storm King's Thunder review. Yes. <laughs> and you'll it's be hilarious. And we'll be doing a drink. Uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist uh, 1, 2. We will, so yes. We'll be talking about that particular instant. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm glad we did because we got a key. I know. Oh, that's right. You were reluctant. I could tell you were really reluctant. The prizes seemed we not take, worth the risk. <laughs> did we take one of the skulls home to decorate it? Yeah, we did. Oh, we took, oh, we took we one did. of the, oh, the completely dead, the whole dead minotaurs with us. We're going to yes. have that stuff. Minotaur for, skull. Mm -hmm. Eat your heart minotaur out. Minotaur body we're going to have stuffed. Yes. So um, I think that's about it because we got to go eat some poke. 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 That's right. And oh, no poke. Edmonds, Washington. 
And oh, and, and by where the way, that's yes. right. Go ahead. We're at Around the Table oh. Game Pub in Linwood, Washington. Yes, we yes. are. It's like my favorite place on earth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Th- thank you, Gwen. Yes. Thank Do we Gwen want? What about you, your? What about what are you drinking? Although it's too uh, late now. You are drinking um, Baba, Baba Black, Black Sheep from Unita, and I am drinking uh, once again Hooligan from Old Schoolhouse. And what are you drinking, well, Blue Samurai? Um, Some uh, of us were late. I was late. Sorry. <laughs> again. Ouch! I know. I suck. Well, with that, we should go. So, Eat some to, raw fish. to everyone, Save embrace the thing. nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.